Hey, welcome to the Harry Man Show number 37. Um, today oh. I have a local drummer uh, from Black Wolf Mountain. His name is David Kidner. Um, he's also got a special announcement this show that we're going to share with you guys. How you doing, Dylan? Doing good, man. How about yourself? Good, yeah. It's, uh, it's actually a little cold here in Phoenix. It, it is. It's <laughs> actually, uh, I, I'm actually layering up just to go outside, like at, at least two shirts, a, a hoodie, and a robe. <laughs> It's kind of odd here, you know? Oh, uh, very. Yeah, I'm used to like 120. I like my very hot, hot days. So, <laughs> right. so Dylan, yeah, like I was saying, you're, uh, you're kind of falling double duties with two different bands. Uh, do you want to kind of spill the beans on what's going on in the future here? Um, so, well, I've, uh, I've just gotten announced as the touring drummer for uh, my buddy Tommy Gibbons, yes. who uh he actually is uh, our producer for the last album, the, uh, the second album that we've got coming out for Black Wolf Mountain. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, he helped us out with that. And uh, I've worked with him a few times before. And he hit me up and he was like, well, screw it, man. Let's, you know, let's work together. And so I listened to the songs. And so far, we're doing pretty good. We're uh, getting everything down and tight to hopefully do whatever shows come our way up in the future. Nice, nice. I have a little bit of history with Tommy and myself, too, as well. Uh, he's a good dude, man. Yeah. He's, he's just such a killer guitar player. Like, <laughs> Yes, he is. God. <laughs> he's, he still makes me mad. He still makes me mad. <laughs> uh, that's one of my questions to ask you. Do you play just drums yourself, or do you play multiple instruments? No, I play multiple uh, multiple instruments. I play the drums. I play guitar. Um, I play bass. I, I basically taught myself all of those. Um, besides maybe one or two lessons, I just didn't like the teacher and figured it out on my own. Um, <laughs> so, so and did it, did it start with drums or anything else? Uh, it, it kind of started with drums. It was more of pots and pans, uh, you know, mother saucepans and, you know, the big pots and stuff like that. And the first instrument I actually got was a guitar. Nice. And so I played that for a while and then I joined I started playing drums, joining the strings uh, band back in sixth grade. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you got your notation down a little bit too? Um, no, I have. <laughs> I had no idea how to do any of that. I still kind of don't. I'm actually learning from my bass player, Alex, in Black Wolf Mountain nice. about notes now. So I'm like able to be like, oh, wait, hold on. That's, uh, that's an E, right? He's like, yes, you're learning. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> Now, uh, was Black Four Wolf not one of your first bands, or were you playing in bands before that? I was playing in bands before that. Um, I actually, I started off in the metal band, um, and we did some good shows. We ended up opening for, like, Knights of the Abyss and Winter Plague and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, so we, we played some good shows, and that only lasted for about two years. And then I had, I was in spotty bands here and there. Um I was in another one called Ham for about seven years, and we ended up. I ended up leaving them, and three years later, I met John walking through my bar, and he looked lost. And usually, people look lost when they're looking for the bathroom. Now, so I pointed say, it out. When you so, say your bar, let me stop you there. Are you a bartender? Or are you on a bar there? Uh, no, I uh, I was running at Live Sound at this local spot called the Blues. Oh, nice. Um, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. And uh, it just so happens when everyone's looking for the bathroom, they'll walk to the soundboard because that's the way they go with thinking the bathroom's back there. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually stop them and I'm like, no, 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 it's right there next to the ATM machine. You're fine. There you go. Now, uh, and, uh, when, you're yeah. play, when you're playing with these local bands, what, what were your main venues you guys were uh, doing routine with? 
Uh, mostly like your Joe's Grotto, which isn't open anymore, sadly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Octane Lounge, which uh, again isn't open, sadly. Um, I did a lot of the old Club Reds, the first one, not the new one that they got nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, like Long Longs out in Tempe, uh, Tempe Tavern, uh, the Sailing. Uh, I, I was playing mostly with a bunch of punk bands, even though my band wasn't exactly punk. Mm-hmm. But mostly your home wall places, rogue bar, uh, pub rock style, like stuff like that. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that whole scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, All those great bars. <laughs> yeah, some of those drum risers you can't even fit your second bass drum. I, I know how that feels. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I've definitely had to learn how to minimize a kit for a show in order to fit. Yeah. So uh, let me back you up a little bit. You were talking about how you first were introduced to your singer of Black Wolf Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, John was the first one that I met. Nice. And was he doing uh, originally country, or was it a rock band he was forming together? Uh, he actually wasn't forming a band at all. Um, he uh, he was working on some solo stuff, some solo songs. And um, while he was at that show, after I told him where the bathroom was, he came up and he was like, what do you play? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you look like a little rocker, dude. Like, what do you play? And I was like, ah, oh, I play drums. He was like, can you play? And I was like, I think so. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, I ended up going and jamming with him and a couple friends. And after that, we just started working these demos that he had going. And it was more of just to get these songs up and running and seeing what he could do with them after. I, it was more of just a helping thing. Mm-hmm. And we started really nailing down these songs and started getting them together. We were like, okay, let's get a bass player. So we got this bass player, um, and he's no longer with us. This was the first bass player that kind of helped us write the first album. And he ended up leaving um, shortly after we finished recording. So we ended up finding Alex um, right after Jack. We brought, we brought in Jack first. Um, and we brought in that second guitar element, which really filled it up. And Alex came in three weeks before the first debut show that we had. And he was a guitar player at at the time. And so he ended up learning everything on the bass and killed it. And yeah, he just stayed with us. (laughs) And he's your current bass player is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a, he's our current. And, um, now like he's sticking in, he doesn't want to go anywhere. (laughs) All right. So I noticed you guys do number, uh, you guys all kind of sing. How many vocalists are in the band? Um, technically four, um, Jack and Alex and I do most of the backups. Um, I'll do a lot more of the high harmonies, um, depending on the song. Mm -hmm. Um, Jack and Alex will mostly help out with the gang vocals. Alex is really is in with our, uh, low passes. So it, it all just depends on what the song is called for, but we, we are all up to bat to, hop on that microphone and help out to make it a really good sounding live experience. Now, when you got into vocals originally, was there any inspiration for that for certain bands? Um, personally, like for, for all my vocals, it was more of just figuring out what works for the song. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been around a bunch of bands, um, since I was like two years old. So it was, always about finding out what actually worked for the song, not what you wanted to sound like. John's 
John singing, he never was a singer. Um, he was more, he was a guitar player all the time. And when he, we couldn't find a vocalist that would, you know, present the songs how he wanted it to be presented, um, he kind of just said, you know, screw it. Um, I'll just do it myself. Now, when you said since you were two years old, were you brought up in a family of music? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my uncle was tour manager for Molly Crew, um, Cinderella, Poison, Aerosmith, like all the big bands. So he was kind of as well as put that glam metal scene. Oh yeah. The glam metal scene. He started getting into Lincoln Park. Um, he, he helped out with System of a Down. Um, he's done Green Day right now. He's working with Slipknot. Um, so he's kind of been all around the uh, rock and roll industry oh, um, nice. with bands. So when you were around, it was do you, were you just around bigger bands rehearsing, or was it with family members rehearsing? Uh, it was it was more of just going to the shows. You'd see the sound checks, and you'd hang out backstage, and you'd hang out with the bands, and you'd go to the catering office, and then you'd go out to the soundboard, and you'd sit at the soundboard and watch the show, and hop back, say goodbye to everyone, and go back home. <laughs> <laughs> not, not many people get that experience at that age. It's kind of a, it's kind of a cool uh, leaning into it. Oh no! But honestly, like, I, and for me, the the really crappy part is, is like, for me because I've been around it so long, I'm just so used to it. So I don't really have that, you know, that sparkly eye look to it. So you know, I love to be able to bring people that you know don't get to experience that you know often, and they want to actually go to a show and like get surprised with passes and stuff. Cause that's what brings that spark back into my eyes. So it's like, this person never gets to do this. Like let's, let's bring them in and show them a good time. And they'll never forget that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, currently with your band, Black Wolf Mountain, uh, Black Wolf Mountain, um, are you guys kind of taking a hiatus or you guys uh, have anything planned for the future? Um, well, right now we're still in uh post-production with the album, with the second album that we've got coming out. Um, we still got to get some artwork done and, you know, uh, song placement. Um, so we're going to be releasing a couple more singles throughout this year. Um, hopefully releasing the album by the end of this, uh, well, by the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got a lot of stuff planned for, you know, video shoots and stuff like that coming up. We're uh, definitely taking a little bit of a break for the holidays. So we're going to be probably off for about a month. And then we're going to be getting back together and doing what we can to really start pushing off everything else that we've got coming for it for nice. everyone. And then when you guys are in the songwriting process, are you, is it more of a jam or just that one part comes to one part when you guys are in your off time? Um, it, it, it really depends. There's like three major ways that, you know, we write our songs. There's, there's John who will come in with a song basically pre-structured. He kind of has an idea. He's got like a chorus with it, but he's got all the music. Um, or I'll come up with, you know, some music or something and John has to figure out lyrics for it or it's, or sometimes it will be just a jam in, in the rehearsal studio and we're like, Oh wait, hold on. That's dope. Keep playing that and we'll structure something out to it. So it's, it, it it's really a gamble on how the songs are going to come together. But we, I mean, we're always writing. We've already got a bunch coming up for, a potential third album, if not adding more onto the second album. Now, when you guys rehearse, are you guys recording, or are you kind of just going by memory? Because I, I know one thing I used to like to do is throw a camera in there just so nothing skates by. How do you guys go about that? Uh, well, thankfully, technology nowadays is a lot cheaper um, and 
easier to work than it was back 20 years ago. So Absolutely. we've got, we've got Reaper, um, which will set up a couple of room mics. And, you know, when we've got something down, we're like, okay, this is how we want it. We'll, we'll hit that record button in Reaper that way. We, we've got just, you know, a band room demo, mm-hmm. something that we can re- uh, reflect back on in order to be like, okay, no, how did that go? Oh yeah, of course. There we go. Nice, nice. Then that way you can have a timestamp too, so it's not like kind of go, oh, what was that? What we do about thirty minutes ago? Because I know the whole loss of a, uh, <laughs> the confusion. And- oh yeah, no, especially when you're pulling out, you know, you know, late in these last uh, few weeks, like there have been four or five new songs that we've been coming up with, and everyone's been freaking out. They're like, okay, there's there's too many, there's too much new music on the damn table. Like, yes, we got to calm it down. And it's like, no, let's just keep going, man. Well, sometimes you can separate a couple of riffs into a different couple of different songs, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that and that's that's the other thing is just taking our time and you know not trying to force it. So I wanted to mention your uh, your newer single would be Hangman, right? Yes, and that that one was a blast to shoot that music video. I'll tell that, you. That's why I want to ask. Where was that actually shot? I know, obviously Arizona, but uh, what what ghost town was that shot in? Um, it was actually shot at Gammon's Gulch. It's a movie set right outside of Benson, Arizona, which is near uh, Tombstone. Okay. And um, yeah, we were we were looking for ghost towns or you know gold mining towns, something that we could use for you know Western theme. And it came up, and our um, the, uh, Paul Birch, the dude who did our video, him and his brother, they were. I mean, Paul was looking for locations. And he hit us up with it, and he, he was like, dude, it's got everything that we need. And so I, I searched up on Google, I checked out the photos, and I, I was like, yeah, no, this is the place we need to do this. And I the main thing was the gallows. The, those gallows were amazing. Like, I was like, that's the type of hangman station we need. Yeah. And I was hoping that that freaking that that platform would open up. And I'm like, I'm getting hung today. Like this is getting this is gonna happen. Nice. Obviously, we'd be putting safety precautions. You know, I'm not like you know suicidal, just going out there like, sweet, this is the end of the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah. And what I liked about that video is it had like an openness to it. Like, that's what made it feel real. You know, I mean, like it felt like the streets were wider than you normally see in a movie. It just felt like. You kind of have that, like, okay, this is how it would be. It's kind of open and airy. Oh yeah, no, it was. It was honestly a lot. It was a lot better looking when I was in person, because mm-hmm. obviously online, you know, if you get those weird lenses or you know whatever, it's gonna look a little bit weird. But going in person, it was just surreal. Like being inside, the, like we got to check out the town hall where our changing station was in the bank. Oh, nice. Um. So like, I'm hanging up on my stuff on the teller window and stuff. And it, it, it was it was kind of funny. You still have the original like, vault in there and all that good stuff, or was it just a prop? Uh, it it was it was it was a small little bank, so it was it was probably no bigger than a uh, than like your typical bathroom. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So it had a nice tall safe, but it wasn't like your big huge vault that you really wish would be in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll touch base on that a little bit, but I kind of want to touch about what we're to, uh, Tommy Gibbons. Um, you said you had some previous projects with him. Uh, did he approach you to play, go on a, being his live band or how'd that come about? Um, so now when I worked with Tommy, Tommy, I, I've never actually had played with him for live shows. Um, I had always been in bands that were, 
uh, going into his studio. Oh, nice. So I had worked with him while he was doing all of our recordings back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so I, but, but I had known him for, I don't know, like two years before that, I believe just going out to the local shows and, you know, playing with some of the bands that he was in. We, you know, we never played on stage together at the same time, but we shared a stage or two. Nice. Um, so just having to know him and all that kind of stuff. When we finally hit him up to uh, do Black Wolf Mountain's new album, he was he was actually kind of excited for it. He was like, "All right, let's do this. Like, I'm down." Yeah, yeah. And, that's uh, the thing about Tommy. He kind of reaches out to different genres. He's actually a pretty good country guitar player as well, too. Oh yeah, no, he's amazing. He did he did help us a lot with you know um, just making it you know shine a little bit more than we were expecting it to. So, you know, we're really happy about that. Nice. But he was, he was funny. He was talking to my singer, John, and he was telling him, yeah, man, I'm, I've got to find this new live band, this live touring act. And John was like, go, why don't you call Dylan? And he's like, well, I mean, I don't want to be stealing your band members away from you. And he's like, no, dude, you're stealing your, stealing my band member. It's all right. Like fucking, <laughs> you know, you're good. Yeah, he's pretty cool. A bunch of guys would be like, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, a bunch of guys would be like, no, well, no, he's busy. No, just don't worry about him. So, yeah, so Tommy gave me a call and he was like, what do you think? You want to do it? And I said, send me the music. And uh, yeah, I checked it out. And we're all good to go. So, well, the, uh, I know everything's kind of obvious right now. It's on hold. But besides working on the live show, is there anything in plans for you guys later on? Um. I believe Tommy's got some things in the works. Uh, he hasn't fully let us know yet, mostly because things are so up in the air. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, he's gonna definitely be waiting to have everything finalized to tell us, "Hey, we're doing this." Yeah. But so right now um, is the time to sharpen the blade, just get a live show together, and make a solid. Oh yeah, yeah. So right now we're working out the songs that he's got. Um, and we're making sure that those are coming tight to a T. And uh, we're just going to make sure that we're ready for whenever we get on to any bill. We're just going to hop on stage and just kill it. Nice. And I want to talk about a little bit about your setup, your live and recording studio. Are you currently playing Pearl drums right now? Yes. Uh, I play all Pearl drums at the moment. Um, there, I've had this, this red kit for 12 years now. It was my first acoustic drum kit that I ever bought. And I still am just in love with the sound it creates. Yeah, you got the Xbar uh, EXR, I believe, right there when you're playing with yep. it. Um, and I noticed you're playing with different symbols. Are you playing with TXR or a T- RX, or are you playing with Zildjian? Um, I prefer Zildjian. Um, then again, there are times when I'm a little bit broke, so I'll go to Guitar Center and go for their used symbols because sometimes you can get some really good deals. Um, yeah, I know how that goes. And sometimes they've got, you know, Belgian symbols that I actually like. So I'll always check them out. Um, but it honestly depends on how much money I've got in my pocket um, at that time that I break the symbols. Because I actually have like 30 broken symbols just sitting in the stack right now. You know, actually, <laughs> I can uh, repurpose those for you too. I can cut them down. I would love that. Yes, we will definitely <laughs> talk about that. Yeah. Because I'm going to get some new ones. Yeah, because I'm actually getting pretty good at resurfacing them and all that good stuff, too. So I can definitely help you out there. 
Ah, God. See, the, 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 the more people that you know, it's all about connections these days, man. <laughs> well, I can make some pretty cool effects symbols for you, too, with some holes. and We'll talk about more, but... <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah. Abs- no. Yeah, I'll help you out there, dude. But, um, yeah, no, so lately I've been wanting to try the uh, TRX symbols. Um, I'm just waiting for uh, a little bit more income. It's, uh, it's a little bit hard to find a job with uh, being a sound engineer and uh, bartender. It's not as busy as it used to be in the restaurants, which uh, kind of sucks. I, I hear you. I mean, I'm not playing live as much as I used to. It's not as lucrative as it used to be, but I totally understand. Oh, yeah. So we're just uh, taking it day by day and hoping that we get to get back to work soon so I can buy some more symbols. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit. I can help you out there, but we'll talk more about it. But uh, so I, I, I noticed your toms that are you playing more of a clear head or a double uh, double ply head? Because I know in recording, it sounds more like you're playing a hydraulic or a pinstripe there. Uh, I play pinstripes. Uh, uh, I know that Two ply. And um, yeah, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So I, I'll usually play pinstripes, uh, two ply. Um. And it it I it's usually an Evan. There we go. I'm trying to talk here. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Uh, I'll always use moon gels as well, just to just to help out, um, give it that fat tone. Yeah, um, I noticed some of your fills. You have that, that that kind of ripple slap sound. I like on your lower floor tom there. Oh yeah, then, uh, I'm a big rim shot dude as well. Like I I will beat the crap out of my drums. Yeah, so um, I noticed in Hangman you do the the flams in the beginning of the song, and I, I like that that effect you have on it. It has like that fat but kind of crank snare to it. Yeah. No, I. I, I I think what snare did I use with that? Um, I had a pork pie uh, little screamer for that one. Oh yeah, because yeah. it it just kicked, and I was like, "That's the snare I want for this freaking song." I have a couple of those. I, we'll talk about later, but yeah, I know that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, the drums sound good on that. And um, so yeah, I mean, besides working with Tommy, you guys are kind of in the studio working with uh, Black Wolf Mountain. Um, what's the best rate, uh, way to reach out to you guys or view your uh, videos or music? Uh, I mean, viewing our videos and all of our music is up on our YouTube. Uh, you can check us out through our Facebook. That's uh, Black Wolf Mountain 13. Um, we've got links to everything on that. Um, if you're on Instagram, that's uh, at Black Wolf uh, Mountain. Um, Twitter, it's a little weird. It's Black Wolf Mitten, uh, MTN at the end, 13. <laughs> oh, nice. And then for booking, who would be the best people to reach out for you? Um, best people to reach out to would probably be to either hit up our Facebook page, um, or of course hit up our management company at MK music. Um, they, uh, they mostly deal with all of that kind of stuff. So nice. Well, Dylan, I want I know it's a little bit shorter episode. I want to thank you for coming on. I'm looking forward to see where your path with Tommy goes and all that good stuff too, as well. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a very fun journey and I'm expecting it to be. So yeah, Tommy's a cool dude. He'll take care of you. So all that good stuff. <laughs> so, Hey, uh, check out black wolf mountain and, um, look him up and add him on Facebook and Instagram and check out his videos. Thanks guys. Thank you guys. Take it easy. All right.